Hello everyone and welcome to the Thriving Minds podcast. We have a really special guest today. Her name is Alice Betts and she is the PR manager for Acne Studios. And Acne Studios is a really famous brand. Um, It stands for Ambition to Create Novel Experiences and I didn't really know that until recently. So welcome Alice. Thank you for joining us on the Thriving Minds podcast. Hi, thanks Selena for having me on the podcast. So what we're really interested in is why don't you tell us a little bit about how you became the PR manager for Acne Studios. Um, often when, I, when we talk about this to people, people are like, that's an amazing job. How do I get a job like that? Well, I guess there's a lot of steps to this journey. It definitely wasn't uh, uh, something that went straight from A to, to B. It required many years and a lot of work that you probably wouldn't expect thinking about this kind of role or the the job um so it was definitely a challenge but it uh i would say that it's gen 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 wow i can't speak (laughs) brain freeze generally requires a lot of determination and a lot of believing in yourself and not being afraid, fearlessness. So um, how did you get an interest in fashion? Would you say it came from a really young age or is it something you've developed over time? I think that I always had an interest in it deep down ever since I was a child. When I was much younger, I always loved dressing up and I always loved this idea of being another character or... Uh, a different person and I was always raiding my parents and my grandparents closets to to try on outfits. Um, What I remember too is maybe you could help the audience understand exactly what you're doing in your job because I think it's it's fascinating it's not what people might imagine too and that you do your job in Swedish so you're working out of Stockholm in Sweden and we failed to mention that. Yes, yeah, so I am a native English speaker, but I actually learned Swedish when I learned to, when I moved to Sweden. But I lived in Norway for five years before prior to this, and so first of all I learned Norwegian, and then when I moved to to Sweden, I decided that I wanted to learn Swedish as well, since the languages were so similar, and I wanted to fully understand the language of the place I was living in and I think that speaking the language of where you live is also a really important thing and can really help with so many things about making life and your work easier as well. So you're going to be heading to Paris for Fashion Week. Um, Tell the audience a little bit about what that involves. So every season or that's approximately twice a year. We have a show in Paris, which is where we debut the next season's collection. And mainly it's a lot of preparations beforehand. So it's months and hours of work building up to the day of the show that requires a lot of back and forth with 
um, casting and location scouting and invitations and dressing people for the show and making sure people come to the show, making sure they find their right seat. And then on the actual day of the show, it's it's much a lot of mingling and greeting of the people who you've invited and and making sure that they uh, have a good experience and then also asking them about how they experienced it afterwards and making sure that they are interested enough to to write something about it or take photos of it or or post something on social media so that they share the experience as well and this is a very amazing brand because it's interested in collaborations with artists so do you want to talk a little bit about that because that's quite unusual um as far as i'm aware i'm not a fashion expert but i feel like that's a really interesting difference about the brand positioning so do you want to describe about a little bit tell the audience a little bit about how that came about i think that art has always been a very interesting part of the brand and since we don't do any traditional forms of advertising at all I guess it's more of an interest to invest in long-term relationships and collaborations with artists and uh, people who have a talent in art or music or design because it becomes sort of an extension of the brand and the clothes that we create ourselves. So it kind of, we want it to be uh, influenced and expressed by people who have these talents as well. And you really love the clothing in Acne Studios. You wear it all the time. So um, tell me something about it that you identify with strongly as a person. I think it's a combination of quality. Everything is very well made and it's got a thought process behind it and the the sourcing of the colours and the materials and the way that it's made is at a very high level. And then also there's a lot of pieces that are a little bit different or interesting or a bit they have an edge or something unique about it that you can't really find anywhere else so it's it you know it sparks your curiosity it's interesting it adds an element of surprise or it's a little bit fun or it's kind of interesting silhouette or something so I think that's also some something I really like because I like to play around a lot when I get dressed and experiment with different things as well and I feel like these clothes allow me to do that and um, so everyone listening I'm sure you're thinking how you know my daughter or I'm I want to do that how do I become a PR manager for a big brand and end up in fashion week let's just go back a little bit because you were you also lived in Brisbane and went to school in Queensland Um, you certainly weren't associating very often with Swedish fashion designers Um, so let's talk let's go back a little bit so people can see what it actually took the courage and that it took you to allow you in a very short space of time go from being an intern to ending up in in, in Paris at Fashion Week, for example, and other places around the world. And let's just talk about what it took to do some of that. What, What were some of the courageous things that you had to do? I think that, uh, allowing yourself 
first of all, allowing yourself to to take a risk, which is very difficult thing to do, but not being afraid to take a huge risk. When I when I left Brisbane and I first moved to Scandinavia, I had no idea what I was going to do there. I had no plan. I didn't have a job. I I really was stepping out into the complete unknown. But I think that because from doing that back then and kind of not being afraid and and taking that risk, it opened my mind to to continue to do that as well over and over again in multiple situations, which led me to be lucky enough to be in a situation that opened a lot of doors for me. Um, I think that also don't let like one minor setback knock you down because even though a lot of things might not go right for you in the beginning and I mean I never thought I would end up working in fashion I never thought it would be a possibility for me since it's not something I ever studied or had any experience with but I think that if you put yourself out there and you and if you really feel passionately about something and really show it in everything you do then you know it's gonna get you a lot further than someone who potentially has experience as well let's let's talk about what it was like learning Norwegian as your first step how did you go about doing that uh it was extremely difficult to learn a second language in the beginning I was so frustrated all the time. How old were you when you first started doing this, by the way? I was 21 when I first started learning Norwegian. And I remember just being so frustrated because even though I was understanding a lot of what people were saying quite early on, I was not able to express myself. So it was so frustrating to understand but not be able to be a part of that world but I was so determined to to do it because I really wanted to fully be a part of the country I was living in and I also was interested by languages and I really took it as an opportunity to learn a second language because I always wanted to but never really had the opportunity to do it or the right circumstances so I just kind of made it a part of my life I just listened to how other people were speaking I watched films in Norwegian I listened to music in Norwegian I started asking people to write to me in Norwegian so even if I couldn't write it back I would see how they would formulate sentences and then kind of copy paste what they would do I worked in a kindergarten for about two years and that really helped because I was around children who were also learning the language so I was not as embarrassed to speak it with them because they wouldn't judge me. But um, it definitely took a lot of determination because you kind of feel as though it's something that's so impossible since it's so foreign and it's so weird to like make these sounds that you've never made before when, you know, your brain doesn't really, on your mouth doesn't work that way. But I think that you just have to not be afraid to make mistakes either like it's not the end of the world if you say something wrong or if you write something wrong like people will always understand and the more you take those risks of making a mistake and not being afraid to be wrong then the more you will learn and I think that for me 
the more mistakes I made, the more I learned and the more I've grown. So actually making mistakes is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> I know. And in school, it's all about not making mistakes in mm. a way. So we get afraid to do that. And so let's let's now talk about, so that's like, I think that's incredible. And it's, an, it's a complete demonstration of what we talk about on the podcast about at any stage in your life, you can make, you can, we like calling it the three C's. <laughs> that's uh, making a choice to take a chance to change your life and that's exactly what you're talking about and that learning that language then opened up so many doors for you didn't it so let's talk about how you went from working in childcare learning a new language to getting into fashion what were the next steps after that I guess once I was fluent in Norwegian I gained so much confidence and I really felt like that boosted so much for me because I had this new skill that I felt just gave me a bit of more of an edge or like more appealing to to so many different things and after I had been living in a small town just working in the kindergarten for three years I was starting to feel a bit restless and felt like I wanted to do something more than than just that and I had developed much stronger interest in fashion and design and how people were dressing and how people would express themselves and what what they would buy for their homes like all these small things to do with uh, that specific aesthetic of the the area where I was living so uh, as soon as I could speak the language I felt as though I could really put myself out there for something different and so I applied for a whole range of jobs in all the major Scandinavian cities and I got an interview for one and because I had learned the language that was basically what kind of scored me that job because all of a sudden I was this English-speaking person who had taken the effort to learn a new language and that in itself set me apart from so many other people and the fact that I had been willing to do that and was not afraid to do the whole interview in my second language that I'd only been speaking for four years that really impressed the company and so I think that they saw something in me just purely because of that and not because I had experience in fashion um so they kind of took a chance on me and and decided to hire me and then, of course, that involved me moving to a different city. But again, I think like when you get given an opportunity, it's so important to not feel as though it's impossible because it's not exactly where you are either. I think that you can always move somewhere new if it can open a new door for you and give you a new opportunity because what's the worst that can happen like maybe doesn't work out but then you can always move back home so let's talk about so that's um how you got into fashion let's talk about the next steps of how you got into acne studios and how that came about and what what you had to do to create that opportunity so after i was working in my first kind of fashion major fashion job in scandinavia I um, I really wanted to move away from Norway. So once again, I just applied for so many jobs, so many different roles, 
like every day was just looking for new things that I could apply for. And then I found an internship in Copenhagen uh, with a Danish brand based there. And I just really felt like that would be such an amazing opportunity to, even though it, it again involved moving to a new city with a new language and doing it on my own and I didn't really know many people there I think I knew how like two people that were living there and yes again like really having to put myself out there and taking a huge step but I just thought that it would be such an amazing experience that I had to had to just go for it so I ended up moving there and I interned interned there for six months and then after that I was applying for jobs in Copenhagen but didn't really find anything that I wanted uh, that was like drawing me to stay there so I ended up coming back to the UK for a few months because I was just feeling really lost and unsure and I I was unsure if I wanted to stay in Copenhagen or if I should move somewhere else. And it was kind of like quite a difficult time as well because, of course, after getting like a little bit of a foot in the door, you really have a taste of that whole, uh, you know, world and the lifestyle and how it, how it can be to work in that environment. And I guess I was so eager to continue doing it, but... It just felt as though there was nothing, like there was no opportunity for me there and it nothing was really working out. So I remember I was really sad and frustrated because I wanted it so, so bad. Like I just wanted <laughs> to be a part of it after um, having a taste, a taste of it. And it just felt as though it was still so far away because I just couldn't find anything that was, that felt right. And so... I stayed in the UK for some months trying to just figure it out a bit and getting some support from my family and kind of like recalibrating everything and sort of realized that maybe I shouldn't leave Scandinavia because that was something that I felt so passionately about and somewhere that felt right for me but it was sort of about finding the right place and then I just again spent so many hours searching for jobs or internships or anything and like I really can't stress this enough like you can't search enough you can't apply for enough things you can't put yourself out there enough like every day like I just did it every day and then after some time I found this internship with Acne Studios in Stockholm and I just thought it just something about it I don't know why I got like a gut feeling and I just had to do it and I think that at that point my parents were so annoyed and like <laughs> questioning everything because they were like what you're moving to a fifth city in two years are you crazy like what are you doing <laughs> but it just felt to me I, I always listened to my gut and it just felt like the right thing to do and it felt like the right direction to go in so I took a huge risk again and moved to yet another city. Where are you now? Uh, <laughs> Stockholm. <laughs> but um, it turned out to be the right decision because basically once I moved there and I started working for the company and I it was just like I had to work so hard but 
all of the effort I put in really paid off because I felt like they really saw me and they saw so much potential in me and they gave me so much opportunity and they believed in me. And because also from my side, it was something I really wanted to do. I just did as much as I could and I gave 100% every day and I, I just wasn't afraid to just do everything and work really hard and kind of, yeah put all my energy into it and were you learning a new language again yes and then again I was also learning a new language at the same time which was quite exhausting and I remember going home and I was so tired because my brain was fried from trying to learn everything about how the company worked and how I how, how I should work plus doing it all in a new language which was now my third language um but I think that uh, the challenge of it all also really drove me because I really felt like it was something that was important as well and I really wanted the experience and even though I wasn't guaranteed a job or I wasn't guaranteed anything I just felt so strongly that it was the right thing to do so I just kept going and and then in the end I think that if I really feel that if you have drive and you have passion and you have um you really strongly want something people will sense that in you as well and if you really go for it and you really um are not afraid to to work hard and put yourself out there then it will end up in something good and what would you say to people like yourself you're still so young you've achieved all of this at such a young age from a starting place that you would never have predicted this, I would say at 20, where you'd be sitting right now and what you've achieved. Would you, you must be so proud of yourself. Yeah, I think I remember being 20 in New York. I was about to turn 21. And I remember being in New York and going into one of the coolest shops in Brooklyn in, in New York and seeing this brand and thinking it was literally the coolest thing I've, I'd ever seen and then discovering it was Swedish and I remember my friend she had a pair of the boots like the original pistol boots that they made back then and I just remember thinking like it was the most interesting brand ever but I never would have thought that I would end up working for them like that was just so out of reach for me I was sort of like sure maybe I can save up all of my money for six months and I can buy something from the brand but it would still be worth it because I felt like it was so like interesting design and so well made and I just loved everything that the brand stood for it was a bit awkward it was kind of like a uh, little bit alternative but also beautiful in its own way and I just I yeah I never ever would have thought that back then as a 20 year old in New York <laughs> that I would like 10 years later be in the role that I have now about to go to fashion week yeah. in Paris <laughs> it's 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 pretty crazy actually <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what Fashion Week looks like for you and the sort of people that you get to see and and what you really love about being there? Why, why you love being enveloped in that kind of world? What is it about it that speaks to you? Um, so Fashion Week is a lot about uh, relationships and 
the connections that we have with the people uh, that we work with with the brand. So I think that it's a lot of networking. It's a lot of um, making sure the right people are there that you feel represent and reflect the brand well and that you can dress so that they feel good about themselves and feel like a part of it and and including people and all of the people that we work together with and collaborate with like bringing them into our world and reminding them of what we do and and why we want them to be a part of it and sharing the collection and the inspiration and that whole magic behind having a show with these people that we have a close relationship with and who we feel also should be a part of it. So what's next for Alice Betts? Uh, After Paris? um, I'm not sure. I think that right now I'm feeling pretty good about where I am. I, I mean, I love being in Stockholm and it's my home and my friends are there and I have my wonderful colleagues and it feels pretty good but I I I mean I absolutely love what I do I never ever would have thought I would work in public relations when I was younger but it seems like I found exactly what I'm supposed to do I love my job I love being able to connect with people and work closely with so many interesting and talented people and help them express how they want to feel um, I think that's so interesting and it makes me really excited and and happy. So I think that for now, I'm definitely going to stay in the fashion world, at least for the foreseeable future. But I mean, I love all things creative and I would never say no to, to anything if it should present itself. It's just such an incredible story and um, it, and that's what we're all about is helping to inspire young women and men who feel like these things are out of their reach and often you people listening to your story will think, oh, well, that's just, that can't be me. I might be passionate about this, but there's no way that I can do that because of all these reasons. And I think you could speak to that a little bit because you probably could say the same thing, couldn't you? So what would you say were some of the essential ingredients around the support networks that you had um, that helped to drive your um, success too? I think that, uh, I mean, like I I grew up in, in Brisbane. I went to a state school in Brisbane. I had no, back then I had no ambitions of working in fashion or, or being in the fashion industry at all but I really think that it's it just goes to show that if you you know you really have to surround yourself with good people who believe in you but you also have to believe in yourself as well so I think it requires a lot of work on yourself that you can build your own confidence and your own support within yourself to a point where you feel comfortable with taking these kind of risks that can or just putting yourself out there or not being afraid I think it it also has a lot to do with fear I think you know I have also been very afraid in the past and I was afraid of doing these kind of things but I think you need to just feel like that but just force yourself to do it anyway sometimes because actually you you do have all the opportunity as everyone else. I mean, of course, in some instances, not 
everyone has the same upbringing or the same, you know, uh, access to money or access to family support. But I think that, you know, if you can work on yourself and your self-belief and and really not be afraid to, to take some of these risks, then you can really open a lot of doors for yourself. So did, do you think there were some things that you did like ballet or other things in your childhood that allowed you to have this discipline of mind a little bit too? I think definitely. I, I studied ballet since I was two and it kind of instilled a lot of <laughs> discipline and perseverance in me as a child. So I guess that is kind of like a personality trait that can help with those kind of things but I also think that I was lucky that I had such a loving and supporting family that always believed in me and always gave me a lot of support and kind of uh, allowed me to not think that I was crazy to do these kind of things Um, and I always felt as though it didn't matter if things didn't work out because at the end of it all I you know, I still have my family and that's actually the most important thing to me. Absolutely. And I'm just so happy for you. And we're so appreciative that you're willing to share your time, especially as you're heading down to uh, Fashion Week in Paris. And that's a really busy time for you. So um, just like us, you really want to support and help other people do the same thing if they want to because life's too short isn't it to at least give it a go and start small try little things you can do it locally too can't you don't have to move to Sweden well it's very hard right now in the pandemic to move anywhere but you can do little exploratory things by you know staying camp we talk a lot about this with other people that have paddled across the Pacific for example which are extreme but they started really small by camping out overnight for example it was a little bit scary and they just push themselves. So there's like a lot of little strategies you can do locally too to start to build some of that confidence inside yourself. So we're really grateful. Thank you for joining us today. It was so incredible. Congratulations and we look forward to seeing what the next 10 years evo- happens. You'll probably take over the world in fashion. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>